It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This Locked On Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box, and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Hi, I'm Jake from Locked On. What do the teams you root for, your music playlists, and your podcast feeds all have in common? Spoiler alert, they're a reflection of you, and that's what the State Farm Personal Price Plan has in common, too. It gives you options to help personalize your coverage so that you can protect what you care about most at an affordable price just for you, so you can see more of yourself in everything you love. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices vary by state, options selected by customer, availability, and eligibility may vary. You are Locked On Cowboys, your daily Dallas Cowboys podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast. I am Marcus Mosher. He is Landon McCool. And today it's awards season. Landon, we are going to be giving out awards for the Cowboys 2021-2022 season. But before we do that, how are you doing today, sir? Good. You know, I'm a little bit disappointed. I asked Tom Holland to see if he would host this, and uh, apparently he's busy doing other stuff. So uh, it's yeah. just you and I. But it will still hand out these awards. They'll still be meaningful, uh, despite not being handed out by a Spider-Man. You know how much I love Oscar season. So this is even better than the Oscars, right? It's just, um, yeah, these are actually better because it's even better because we get to choose the winners. That's why, yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Uh, all right. So we've got a, a whole bunch of awards that we're going to get to. Uh, so let's go ahead and get started. Uh, our first award, Landon, is the Offensive Player of the Year. And the winner is? We got a split winner here. And uh, oh, it's exciting. It's and, I, and I hate to, I hate to do this to you. I'm first cheating. one. <laughs> I, I, I cheated on at least more than one of these. Oh, but I feel I, I feel like we're, well, I'll explain myself. Uh, offensive Player of the Year to me, it, it, it would be foolish to not include Dak Prescott here. I mean, Dak Prescott it broke the record for, for passing touchdowns. Uh, for a Dallas Cowboys quarterback. Uh, he's had a very, very good year. Um, I just felt like I couldn't give the award away without mentioning Zach Martin. Yeah. Because yeah. 
as much as this offensive line has had turnover and gone this way and that, they've replaced almost every piece of this offensive line at one point or another uh, and due to injury or due to bad play. Zach Martin has been <laughs> a, a stable piece uh, along that offensive line this entire year, and he's had an incredible season. So I yep. felt like I had to include him there. So Zach Martin, Dak Prescott split the award this year. Yeah, I mean, it's, for me, it's Zach Martin for the, all the reasons you mentioned. He missed one game this year, and that was due to COVID right in week one. Other than that, he was incredible. He started all other 16 games. Uh, he had a couple games that weren't his usual all-pro self, but yep. other than that, it was fantastic, and he deserves all of the credit in the world for being the guy that is the reliable every single week. He's going to go out there and dominate. Absolutely. I mean, it's just one of those things where his play, despite you know him playing guard, his play just warranted this, you know, and and just consistency where there hasn't been a ton at, at different points uh, yep. throughout the season. Uh, it has really been a huge saving point to this offense throughout uh, the season. All right, uh, we'll talk about Dak, I'm sure, in a little bit. But let's get to yep. another award. How about the Defensive Player of the Year? My Defensive Player of the Year, simply so that we can uh, kind of mix this up a little bit, uh, was Trayvon Diggs. Uh, I, I, uh, 11 interceptions, you know, despite what uh, uh, you know, some of the PFF folks have said. And look, I, I, just to show where, where we are on, on, on that argument, I, I feel like many of the points that have been brought up by the folks at PFF are absolutely valid. Uh, I th- think he's given up a lot of yards this year as, as a as a cornerback. I certainly has had uh, uh, some some negative plays and has given up you know passing yards at different points. But I also feel like there is a psychological element to having him on the field uh, that you know makes quarterbacks think twice about trying to uh, uh, you know attempt things. Even though he's given up a bunch of yards and he's given up a couple touchdowns this year, I think if you look at the fact that he's had so many interceptions. Uh, and, and, and it's not, you know, despite what some people have thought is not necessarily a, a so fluky situation. Obviously he's gotten some fluky interceptions, but the fact is, the fact of the matter is, is that he creates those situations. Not very, not many cornerbacks have the ability to track the ball and catch it the way he does. Uh, and, and that threat kind of is something that offensive coordinators and quarterbacks have to deal with. Uh, and, and his kind of leading the way in the turnover differential on defense uh, has really been a huge p- portion of this. I'm sure we will talk about another defender who is also very valuable to this defense, but I did want to make sure that Trayvon's absolutely outrageous, incredible year doesn't get overshadowed by somebody else's absolutely outrageous uh, uh, year this year. I can't believe you didn't pick Micah Parsons. I kind of can't believe it. You- you'll believe it in a second. <laughs> okay. Uh, my defensive player of the year is Micah Parsons for – uh, several different reasons. Um, he had 13 sacks. He had 20 tackles for a loss. Do you know, and I just actually looked this up while you were talking, he has the Cowboys record for most quarterback hits in a season. Yeah. I, that, pretty I did incredible. actually see that. It's incredible. I, I kind of have no idea what this defense would look like without Micah Parsons on the field, just because he does so much. And there were so many games earlier in the season that he saved them, right? Like the Chargers game. They lose that game if they have if they don't have Parsons on the field because he absolutely dominates on that right side or you know against the right tackle. Uh, he has games where he makes the big strip sack or the big tackle at the end of the game. I, I think he's the most valuable player on this defense by far, and I love Trevon Diggs. I, I just think he, he's been excellent this year's land. I, I think all those reasons and more 
are why I chose him as my most valuable player of this okay. year. Okay. Uh, and actually, I split it with Dak because, again, you know, Dak deserves the award as well. But, you know, the fact that I'm even willing to have a conversation that a linebacker would get most valuable player on the team, it's hard to argue. I think all the points that you just made uh, uh, really point to his value on this team and how much he has turned around his team, this team just simply with his presence. I, I think that there is an argument to be made even with – uh, all the value that quarterback b- provides and all the value that specifically Dak provides to this team, that Micah Parsons is almost as valuable simply because he takes your defense to a place that I don't know that any of us thought it could get to. Uh, it, 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 it took, I don't know that I've ever seen a player, a single player that has made two different weaknesses uh, of your, on your defense into a strength at once. <laughs> and, and he did that with the pass rush and, and, and second level linebacker play. So uh, yeah, I, I think Micah, his season deserved more than just defensive player of the year. And I think if you look at the value that he provides this team throughout the season overall, uh, he deserved to be in the conversation for most valuable player. on this I won't argue against it. I, I mean, I'm going to pick Dak for my MVP, but it's hard to argue against Parsons. In the game that Dak missed, you know, in Minnesota, Parsons had one of the biggest games of the season. He had 11 tackles, four tackles for a loss in that game. He was the big reason why Dalvin Cook just didn't run wild in that game. Uh, it, it's really, really hard to argue against it, but it's Dak, right? You have yeah. a franchise quarterback who's the leader of your team, who you know beat some, some really good teams this year. Like the, his performance in New England was fantastic, and he's your quarterback. So it's kind of hard not to give it to him, but uh, Parsons is not a, not a bad option either, right? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. All right. Uh, we've got a lot more to get to, Landon. But before we do that, we want to tell you guys about Built Bar. It's the new year, so that means New Year's resolutions. If yours is about getting fit or eating healthier, make sure you include Built Bar in your plan. Built Bar is the protein bar that tastes just like a candy bar, or maybe even better than a candy bar. You want to eat healthy, but it just gets so boring. By week three, you might be thinking, it's just not worth it. I want some chocolate. <laughs> Built Bars are 100% covered in chocolate, and they're good for you. Only because they have a hundred, not only, but because they have only 130 calories, four grams of sugar, four net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. And there's so many great flavors to choose from: coconut almond, peanut butter brownie, raspberry cookies and cream, salted caramel, and so many more. Go to built.com and use promo code LOCK15 to get 15% off your next order. Again, promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at built.com. This is David Harrison of the Locked On Commanders podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Discover. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. All right, Landon, our next award is Most Improved. Yeah, I, I feel like this one, um, you know, we have a, a Most Approved and Big Surprise, and I, I kind of waffled back and forth between these two categories a little bit, who I was putting in each. Uh, but for me, I, I feel like there really isn't too many other options here besides Terrence Steele. Mm. Uh, Terrence Steele's uh, 2020 season to 2021 season 
showed uh, as about as far a jump as I've seen a, a, a first year player go to a second year. Uh, I, I, I think that w- when we watched Terrence Steele last year, there didn't seem to be a ton that was redeemable about him. Uh, he did. I mean, he did have uh, some power to him. He did have kind of the requisite athleticism. He looked mm-hmm. the part for sure, uh, but he just looked lost at different points, was bending at the waist all the time, especially in pass protection, just didn't seem to be, um, you know, kind of able to k- keep his technique going uh, for long stretches. You know, he would, he would look good for a little bit and then just kind of lose uh, uh, track of his technique and, and then it would just kind of all fall apart on him. Obviously, he was an off-season award winner. He spent a whole bunch of, of, of time with Duke Merriweather uh, and, and that group over in the off-season and improving. And it showed. He came out, and he's been one of the best run blockers on this team, period, despite who's on the offensive line. Uh, and his, and his uh, pass protection throughout the season has continued to improve to the point where I mean, I know that we were playing backups last last Sunday, but I barely even noticed he was in at left tackle last last week. So, yeah, uh, I think that that shows you that really, really shows you something in how much he's improved. And, and I'm just super impressed with the, with the offseason that Terrence Steele had this last year. So I'm going to say this right now. We Our next award is best free agent signing. And I got yeah. to spoil this for you. Uh, the, my most improved and best free agent signing are going to be the same player. So I'll go ahead and talk about them right now. Let's it's J-Ron Curse, right? Mm. When the Cowboys signed J-Ron Curse, I did not understand it at all. This was somebody who in Minnesota could not get on the field uh, as a safety because he was too long and too leggy, didn't really tackle well in space. You could expose him in coverage. And then he goes to Detroit, and he's really just a special teams player, doesn't play a lot, and when he does, it's not good. And I, the tweet's still up there. You can go find it right now. And when the Cowboys signed J. Ron Curse, I think my reaction was, ugh, like, why? Why are, This is somebody that is not going to be somebody that's going to make the 53-man roster. It's not somebody you want to rely on on defense. And now, Landon, he's like one of your four or five most important guys on defense. Like, the entire defense is kind of built around him and Michael Parsons as the second-level defenders he's been incredible this year and he's really like the modern day box safety. Uh, and he's so much fun to watch. You know, it's funny when he got signed and by the way, he's my uh, pick for best free agent as well. So we'll go ahead and yeah. roll this into that. Uh, he, when he got signed, I immediately wanted to kind of go check out his usage at the previous spots because, you know, look, I mean, you look at him and, and he looks like a lot of these guys that teams at different points have, wasted picks on right the big tall long guy that can you hope can play safety or corner you know and you know i think the cowboys happened to get a guy uh who was in the middle of an attitude change about his own career you know i think this is a guy who they tried at different points and different stops to try to make into sort of a nickel linebacker and he and he's talked about it he always viewed that in a side-eyed manner he always wanted to play safety specifically Mm -hmm. and it wasn't until his last stop where they started to use him that way and he actually started to have a little bit of success at the end of the year at that position that he started to realize hey i have some ability here so it took quinn kind of probably convincing him a little bit further to kind of further make that commitment to taking a step towards the second level and away from the third level a little bit more. Uh, but obviously, you know, it's, it's been uh, an incredible natural fit. Uh, there's probably been lots of other previous defensive coaches that he's had that are just sitting there going, why didn't you listen to me, J Ron? Yeah. Why, yeah. why didn't you listen to me? 
But at the same time, uh, it was very fortuitous timing for the Cowboys to pick him up when they did, recognize that he had that kind of talent and, and had clearly a plan for him from the beginning that uh, they really availed themselves of. And, and I'll just say, when he, he was at training camp, I mean, he just showed up all the time. Yeah, and you just kept on seeing him, and you're like, and and I, and my whole thought process the whole time was, this is a guy that's likely going to get cut at cut downs. Yeah. I mean, just because I, I have so many show. we didn't put him on, we didn't put him on the final 53 man roster. Yeah, but I mean, but that was, and, and I learned a lesson there because honestly, I think that was a mistake because if you, he was on the field all the time in training camp. It wasn't like they were showing us anything that was like that was indicating that he wouldn't be cut. Like everything he, that we saw on the field from him in training camp indicated that he was going to get a lot of playing time. It was just hard for us to believe. Uh, and then once the season came around, you saw what kind of player he was, the position he was playing and, and it, it makes a lot of sense. So kudos to the Cowboys coaching yep. staff and kudos to J Ron curse. Uh, he had the second most defensive snaps of anybody in the Cowboys only behind Anthony Brown. Like he ended up being the red dot guy calling all the, all, all the plays. Uh, he didn't want to take him off the field and, now I'm a little worried. Like I know he's dealing with a hamstring injury. He's still on the COVID list. Like if he's not a hundred percent for this playoff game, the Cowboys could be in real trouble. Like that's how important J Ron curse is to this defense. Yeah, absolutely. Pretty, he's, pretty he's really become an important piece. Uh, all right. Next aboard the top assistant. Now you can do a coordinator. You can do a, a specialist coach or whatever. Uh, but who was your top assistant? Basically non Mike McCarthy coach. I, uh, I, I am going to go with – I'm actually going to switch, switch it up a little bit. I was going to go uh, with Dan Quinn because I do think that the Cowboys, uh, you know, had an incredible turnaround on defense. But I'm actually going to go a little bit more specific here. I'm going to go with Al Harris. I, That's I what think I have that, as well. That's great. Wow. <laughs> uh, well, then maybe I should go with Dan Quinn. But no, I, do think, that, well, I think we should talk about Al Harris. Let's do it. I think the work that Al Harris has done with the cornerbacks this year, I mean, if you want to talk about a group that has improved as a, as an entire room from a season to from last season to this season, yeah. uh, there isn't a group in this team that, that surprised us more than the cornerback room top to bottom. It wasn't even just Trayvon Diggs who obviously took an, a, a large step forward. Uh, but, but Jordan Lewis, Anthony Brown, uh, the development of Kelvin Joseph, those guys all came in ready to play and all look extremely solid in a way that frankly looks like they're all having career years. Uh, and, and, and you have to give Al Harris some, some credit there. I mean, he clearly has been able to kind of, uh, uh, form a bond with these guys to get them to trust their techniques, uh, and get them to kind of play at a level that, yep. that none of them had really played before. So, uh, super kudos to Al Harris. I mean, I think Wit uh, Wit deserves some some credit as well. Joe Wit uh, as the defensive back kind of secondary defensive pass co- game coordinator, uh, you know, role. But I do think that specifically Al Harris and the work that he's done with the cornerbacks just deserves the nod. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't disagree. And I'm gonna. Th- this is the reason why I'm gonna name you some players, and you tell me if they're having the best year of their career or not. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Trevon Diggs, yes, yes, right. Anthony Brown. Yes. Uh, Jordan Lewis. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, Malik Hooker. I, I, that's, that's arguable, but I would say on a per snap basis, probably. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Donovan Wilson. Wilson was probably a little bit better last year, but I think yeah. he's more of a complete player now though. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. J Ron curse. Right. 
Definitely. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like all these guys are having their best year of their career or close to the best year of their career. There's, there's nobody in the secondary outside of Casey who you're saying, you know, this guy just isn't as good as we were hoping for. Right. Like, yeah, and absolutely. that's the job of an assistant is to get everybody to play above their heads. How can that not be Al Harris for our top assistant? Right. Absolutely. I think it's, it's a very obvious choice. We, we should also mention on dirty. I, I think, uh, I think he should be yeah. in there as well. Uh, just because of how much crap he had to deal with this year, right? Like after week one, you, you have all your guys together and then Demarcus Lawrence breaks his foot and then Randy Gregory goes on the COVID list and then Randy Gregory comes back and looks good. And then he, uh, it hurts his calf. Hurts his it, yeah. And then Neville Gallimore gets hurt in the preseason. Tristan Hill is on PUP. Uh, I mean, they just had so many things. Britt Urban gets hurt, and yet they found combinations that worked all year long, and they got it done. It was it was really, really impressive. And to be able to move all those guys around oh, and yeah. have them be able to play and all a bunch of different techniques and, and not miss a beat, I mean, that's just really good coaching. So kudos again to Dirt Day on that. Yeah. Uh, all right. We've got two more award, awards, Elena. But before we do that, we want to tell you guys about Bet Online. Bet Online would like to wish you a happy new betting year as we continue our march to the playoffs and beyond. Bet Online remains the number one spot for all the best sports wagering action for 2022. New year and a new updated desktop and mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use promo code Locked On to get started. From football, basketball, hockey, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2022 year. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports. We also want to tell you guys about Get Upside. Our listeners are making up to 25 cents per gallon on every single gallon of gas every single time they fill up. Just download the free Get Upside app in the App Store or Google Play right now. Just use promo code TOUCHDOWN and get a bonus $0.25 cents per gallon on your first fill-up. That's up to $0.50 cents cash back. Don't pay full price at the pump anymore. Get cash back using GetUpside. You can cash out anytime to your bank account, PayPal, or e-gift card. Just download the free GetUpside app in the App Store and use promo code TOUCHDOWN get up to get up to $0.50 cents per gallon cash back on your first tank. That is promo code TOUCHDOWN. All right, last two awards. Biggest surprise. I mean, for me, it's Anthony Brown. Uh, we spent all offseason trying to replace this guy, to get this guy on the bench, uh, to, to, to basically get him off the field as quickly as possible. And if we, didn't, if we couldn't get him off the field, the Cowboys were absolutely doomed. I think he's played borderline Pro Bowl level. I mean, it's shocking how good he's played. And, and I have a belief in Anthony Brown because we've seen him play bef- good football before. Uh, but the way that he played this season uh, on the outside, on the inside, wherever they asked him, uh, he has just been quietly a very, very good corner for the Cowboys. Uh, maybe one of the top, I don't know, 10 or 15 corners in the league, uh, <laughs> despite, despite you know, not a ton of flash because of the guy that's playing opposite of him. Uh, I just, you know, as much as we talked about Terrence Steele and how much he's improved, and that's obviously impressive because he had a long way to go. Anthony Brown is a veteran, who's I, I think is year five or six, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, and for him to kind of come back from what was a really uh, kind of a nagging injury all throughout last season that really caused him to have one of the worst years of his career, and for him to bounce back and have the year he did. I think is the ultimate uh, testament to what we just talked about with Al Harris and and, and the ability to kind of come back and and really put your best foot forward. Anthony Brown uh, 
making the improvement he did had as almost as much to do with the Cowboys defense having the resurgence that, that it did as 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 Micah Parsons mm-hmm. or or some of these or Trayvon Diggs simply but simply, but it simply wasn't as much fanfare and, and I think we cannot give Anthony Brown enough credit for for the for the job he's done this season. Yeah, it's hard to argue against Anthony Brown. So I, I'm with you there. The only other guy that I want to mention, and actually I'm going to go ahead and make him my biggest surprise. It's Cedric Wilson. Um, we've yeah. been talking about Cedric Wilson for a long time now. Uh, didn't play as his rookie year in 2019, 2020. Uh, it, let's put it this way. In his first three years of his career, he had 235 receiving yards. 235, yeah. right? Nothing. This year, he has over 600 receiving yards, and he has over 700 yards of offense for the Cowboys. And the thing about Wilson is whenever they've needed big plays, he's made them. A yeah. perfect example is the Minnesota game, right? Yep. He catches that one deep pass and turns it into a touchdown. The offense was just not making any progress at all in that game. He makes the big play to get them back in it. And then he, he has the 35-yard the throw that puts him in, in range to score another touchdown. Like, all he's done is make big plays whenever they've relied on him. And for a guy that we were thinking as the number four, number five receiver, in fact, Layden, I even remember talking about it in training camp, Hey, could the Cowboys cut him to save two million dollars? Yeah. There's not yeah. big of a difference. People were him. talking about that. Yeah, and Mon- monsters were talking about cutting him over a million dollars. If I'm but mistaken, it, it wasn't unjustified because again, he had 200 yards in the first three years of his career, and now he's become a really, really important part of your offense. It's it's been just it's been awesome to watch. Yeah, and I, I totally 100% agree. Uh, I think, you know, I, we've been saying it on this show that the Cowboys, even before Gallup got injured, they needed to find a way to get Cedric more involved because when they do, they have it adds a level of stability to the wide receiver position yep. that they don't really have in other spots, uh, a, a level of reliability. And honestly, that segues very oh, nicely. No. Oh, no. Uh, to biggest disappointment. Michael Gallup, I think, you know, let me just put this out here. Michael Gallup and Cedric Wilson had the, almost the exact same number of targets this year. Let me let me go ahead and read this for you. Michael Gallup got 62 targets, obviously, with the injury-shortened season, and, and Cedric got 61 targets. He played all – I think he played, what is it, all 16 games but started four of them, right? So they ended up almost with the same number of targets. Michael Gallup's numbers are 62 targets – which resulted in 35 receptions for 445 yards at 12.7 yards a clip with two touchdowns on 61 targets. Cedric Wilson had 45 receptions for 602 yards at 13.4 yards per reception and six touchdowns. Now I'm not, you know, I'm not trying to be, you know, (laughs) a box score scouting this, but like when you are both, under 60% in, in, in converting your targets and under the yards per reception at Cedric Wilson, what's happening here? Yeah. And I understand that, that Gallup was injured and, and, and I'm not blaming Gallup or saying that Gallup isn't a good player. I'm just saying that it was disappointing because of all of what we were expecting from Gallup this year, whether it was injury, whether it was, uh, you know, struggling to come back from injury, it doesn't really matter ultimately. But I felt like if you looked at the targets that Michael Gallup got, I just didn't get a lot of the Michael Gallup yeah. that we had hoped for in previous seasons. And, and, and I think that it, the comparison with Cedric Wilson really kind of helped shine a light there as to 
what it felt like this this receiving group was missing. I, I think C.D. Lamb and Amari Cooper have similar numbers. I think Lamb, you know, has been a little bit has been more explosive this year. Cooper's been a more reliable target. But what you needed was Gallup to either be that you know down the field touchdown maker, the nine route guy, or a more reliable target. And unfortunately for us this year, it, it didn't seem to be either or. So I think that it was a little bit disappointing to see yeah. the kind of results that Gallup got. Uh, not that I don't want him back or not that I don't want to resign oh, him, yeah. just kind yeah. of in comparison to what we expected going into the season. I, I agree with you. I love Michael Gallup. I, I think he's the right kind of player to have. Uh, but it's a little concerning that the efficiency has, has dropped down three straight years. Uh, land yards per target, 9.8 in 2019, 8.0 in 2020, 7.2 in 2021. And then the flip side, Cedric Wilson this year, or actually since 2019, 5.8, 6.8, 9.9. So, which actually like, I think leads the team on, if I'm not mistaken, or yeah, certainly it, leads wide receivers. So, just somebody who's kind of trending in a different direction. Um, I, I, I agree with you. I actually thought you were going to go Amari Cooper. Um, and actually, I, mean, I, 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 I'm I thought not about it. <laughs> I'm not disappointed in Cooper because there's been so many kind of things going around around him that's not really his fault right some of the injuries he's been battling he still averaged 8.3 yards per target i mean still really efficient he basically played to his career average numbers this year he's fine uh, my biggest disappointment and i'm going to pick a player in a position group that kind of tied together it's gonna be on the linebackers right yeah uh, going back to our talks in the preseason and we were trying to figure out like okay let's have all this linebacker how are they going to get these guys feel which could be the best combinations to use and as we sit here going into the playoff game i feel good about one linebacker and that's micah parsons and he plays on the edge a lot like we had we had a lot of depth at linebacker to start the year and now basically they have none van Dresch has been okay uh but i worry about him in games like this kiana neal has been downright bad jalen smith was released and jabril cox got hurt like they just that that position has not worked out the way they were hoping for yeah uh before just to peel the curtain back a little bit we had i had a list of you know an offensive and a defensive player for surprise and disappointment uh and keanu neal was my disappointment um uh and, and the reason i took him off because i assumed you were going to bring him up because uh, to me he's the obvious pick i mean i think that there was a lot of expectation hey this is a guy who has shown to be a good second level defender um you know throughout his career uh, maybe he didn't play linebacker specifically, but he at least showed a level of run and hit and ability to kind of mix it up in the run game that you thought that he could have some success there. That's not what we saw. You know, no. that's not really what we saw from this guy at all d- throughout the season. Uh, we saw a guy who missed tackles, who was getting blocked out of out of running lanes, who uh, was over pursuing, who you know just wasn't uh, uh, an efficient player in the run game, which is basically why he was brought in here. So, um, yeah, I think that Keanu Neal, and, and you're not wrong to include the entire linebacker crew here because, like you said, we came into the season looking at this these names and, like, all the death. How are you going to play all these guys? Cowboys have got 20 different linebackers. How are they going to play all these guys? <laughs> Frankly, they can only really play two of them, and, and, and they, they get the third one on the field, they usually regret it. So uh, I, I think for the Cowboys now, uh, you know, it's Slayton, it's Parsons, uh, and, and it's then, curse. It's curse, and, right? Yeah, curse has basically uh, been relegated to full time linebacker, and and you know for the most part they they want to play nickel uh, uh, kind of form uh, alignments anyway, so it, it works out. But 
I would just say that the moments when you've needed a linebacker like uh, Neil, you haven't really been able to rely on him because uh, he just has not played at the level yep. that everyone expected him to play. Uh, just uh, some numbers to back up Keanu Neal's kind of slump from 2018 to 2020. He had 13 missed tackles, so three full seasons, Shit. 13 missed tackles. He has 13 this season for the Cowboys and he's missed time with injuries. He's missed multiple games with COVID. Like, it just hasn't been a good year, and I, I guess I would be shocked if he's back in 2022. Yeah, I mean, especially if if we see uh, Quinn go someplace else. I, I can't imagine that no. he's, he's here next year. And he'll be 27 this offseason. Like, linebackers just don't last that long. So go out and get somebody else. It just It's not working out as a linebacker here in Dallas. So uh, that's all of our awards. If you have any other ones that you want us to, to pick or answer, please let us know. Uh, we can maybe do that after the season ends or whenever we get a chance. But uh, tomorrow we've got a crossover show with the guys from Locked On 49ers. Landon will be joining me on that show. Yeah, uh, it's going to be jam packed of uh, a lot of good rivalry talk. I'm I'm looking forward to it. Friday is our preview where we'll get the official pick. I saw somebody yesterday asking me for Twitter questions uh, if I'm going to pick the Cowboys this week. Uh, and guys, hey, this is a playoff game. We're going to do all that we can to make sure that the Cowboys win. So. Absolutely. You better not pick the Cowboys. <laughs> uh, follow the show at Locked on Cowboys. You can follow Landon at McCoolBCB. We'll see you guys next time. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked on NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL Draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day.